What's up? This is Mike Pinto, and you are listening to the Bradley's House Podcast. Hello, everybody. Come on in. Grab a seat. Make yourself at home as you should when you're a guest in Bradley's house. I am your co-host, Jared Orr. She is the executive director of the Noel Family Foundation and our host, Ms. Kelly Noel. Kelly, how are you tonight? I'm doing very good. Thank you. How are you? Good. Good. I'm uh, I'm super excited. I get another episode out. Now, Kelly, we just released last week Mike Pinto. And that was episode 20 already of Bradley's house. We're already 20 episodes in. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we get a ton of comments and questions and remarks. And I realized that people know a lot about our guests each week. You do an amazing job interviewing them. I already told you, you're like the Larry King of the (laughs) podcast world. Um, but we don't, I don't think people know enough about the, um, the, us getting started here and where the foundation is and where Bradley's house is. So I said, let's take a pause on the guests for a week and let's just kind of talk a little bit about the podcast and a little bit about Bradley's house and the foundation and some of the things that are going on. I think it's a great idea. Absolutely. All right, so let's start right from the beginning, Kelly. Um, You just nonstop messaging me about wanting to do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't really remember it going down that way. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little different. It was a little different. So you and I were Facebook friends and had chatted back and forth over the years. Not much, but just a little bit here and there. And then I got a message from you, I want to say it was like September, October, something like that of 2020. And you asked if I would be interested in doing a podcast about Bradley's house. And I might initially, my thought was, of course not. I don't, I don't have time. I have no desire. I like, there's nothing about that request that, that makes me want to say yes. So I, I really just sort of thought, okay, well, I'll tell him I'm going to consider it. I'll think about it and just sort of delay it a week so that I could let you down easily. And then I made the fatal mistake of agreeing to a phone call. (laughs) So the phone call with you, I always tell people, don't underestimate Derek. He is quite a salesman. But the phone call was what did it for me. And that was when you really sort of laid out how the podcast could benefit the foundation and Bradley's house. And that's my weakness. So, you know, anything that I can do to help the foundation, obviously, um, I'm happy to do. And after talking with you, and then the more I thought about it, I realized this really would be a great opportunity to help spread the word, help um, encourage donations, and just reach people in a different way that we weren't already reaching them. And so I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't find and enough reasons so, why not to. <laughs> and you're so amazing at it. That's the best part. It's so funny that people don't realize. People are like, "Wow." Kelly is so great at this. I'm so happy you guys did this. And I'm like, I had to bend her arm. I twisted her arm. I begged. I pleaded. I held my breath. Um, I did pretty much everything that you have to do. And uh, and then she's like, well, I don't know. And then you get on and you're just like, fucking amazing. Great interviews, great guests, fun conversation, all the comments. Everybody loves Kelly, 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 Kelly. And that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> But, um, well, and I'll tell you the same thing I tell everyone else, and that's you make it easy for me. So you are so great at talking. That was one thing I realized on our first conversation was that you were really good at talking. I'm, I Small talk stresses me out. And so I was worried that it was just going to be a bunch of small talk and I wouldn't know what to say. But I, after talking with you, I'm like, well, I may not know what to say, but Jarrett seems like he would. So let's give it a try. I should also mention that the original plan was to do it every two weeks. And so even though I was like, I have no time for this, there's absolutely no way I can fit it into my schedule. I thought, well, every two weeks for one hour, how can I say no to that? 
And then what was it, three months before you said we need to go every week? So that was very sly how you did that, but um, but it worked out. And uh, to be totally honest, I'm having a blast. I'm enjoying talking with people and even people that I know really closely, it's different. You know, we don't usually sit around and talk about, you know, their, their past history with my brother and Sublime and all that kind of stuff. So it's been really enjoyable for me too, to get to hear things from people that I wouldn't have otherwise heard and stories that, that I wasn't aware of and, and not to mention all the wonderful guests that we've had. So it's been a lot of fun for me and I, I just feel really fortunate. So thank you, Jared. No, Kelly, thank you. Uh, I'm also <laughs> having a blast talking to a lot of cool people. And I think that um, going into this, I really thought that this was going to be like a super heavily influenced, lots of music talk with a little bit of kind of recovery twist. And it's been so amazing that it's kind of been the exact opposite of that. And mm-hmm. I think that's been absolutely amazing. I mean, these stories that we've heard from just some of the guests that we've had on, I mean, I get off of these calls and I'm like, holy shit. That's like, like inspirational. Mm. And like, I mean, you could probably write an amazing movie on Ken Denson's life. An amazing movie. Oh my gosh. Completely. Um, you know, and just so to, to hear some of these stories and the triumph and to, to understand, uh, it has really been enlightening for me. And, um, I think that a lot of people have really been enjoying it. And I knew that people would enjoy this podcast. I don't know why. I don't know how. I mean, I knew why. Obviously, Sublime and the Noel Family Foundation and the music and the message and Bradley's house that's that's trying to get built. And so I knew there was enough to talk about to that, why it would. But I didn't realize that we'd be getting messages or, and tagged in posts and getting emails from people that are like, wow, I was really going through a rough time and the mm. show has really helped me out. And I shared the show with somebody who was to, to know that because we do this and we get on here and we have fun and we goof around and we talk to awesome guests and hear really cool stories. But just to know that we're doing that and in some way that that's helping other people, that's been such an amazing gift for me. Yeah, it's really powerful. You know, I always say everybody has a story. You know, the person you're standing next to in line at the grocery store has a story. The person who just cut you off in traffic has a story. You know, we all have stories. We all have things we're dealing with, things that we've gone through. And what I love about this podcast is that we have the opportunity to really talk with people and get to know their stories and get to know where they've come from. And it gives me such an appreciation for who they are now. I have, I, and I've said this before, I have tremendous respect for anyone that's in recovery because it is such a difficult process. It is such a difficult daily fight. And so, you know, it, to me, it's not about, it's not about how many times you relapse, how many times you fail. It's about how many times you get back up. And it sounds so trite, but it's true. It's such it's such a struggle. And, you know, from my perspective, if Brad had just been able to get up one more time, he might still be here. So anybody who's able to do that, I have tremendous respect for. So I love that we have had the opportunity to talk with so many people who are in recovery, who can share their stories about how they got there and how life is now. And it inspires me. It really inspires me and it drives me to keep going. I, um, you know, some days are difficult. I, I work a full-time job in addition to running the foundation. So some days I just come home and I'm tired and I don't want to do anything. And, um, but, but hearing these stories reminds me why we're doing what we're doing and how important it is and how vital it is. And, So it's just one more thing that really helps to encourage me. And the fact that other people are encouraged by it is just a huge bonus. Um, But I feel really, really fortunate to be able to be a part of that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. And I'm the, the outpouring and the comments and the shares and the likes, and it's just, 
it's been overwhelming. Now, guys, throughout this episode, you're probably going to hear me mention a few of our other episodes, uh, guests like Ken Denson. Um, you can find all of our episodes in the archives on YouTube by finding the Bradley's House page. Uh, you can also find us anywhere that podcasts are downloaded, um, iTunes and Google. You can even visit the org and click on the podcast link, and there's links there. Um, so if you guys are just catching up now, and I know I've seen a lot of comments over the last few weeks of people that have just found the podcast. Dig back in the archives and check out some of these interviews because uh, they've been with amazing musicians and people that work with the foundation, people that have known Brad and people that were inspired with Brad. And uh, Kelly's been able to just line up some amazing guests for us. And we've also had some amazing sponsors and supporters that you've heard Kelly speak about throughout the time on the show. People that have helped the foundation, people that have helped out the show, people that have bought merchandise. And you guys need to know that all of that money goes directly towards the foundation so when you hear a sponsor on this show that's not for for kelly and i this all goes to the foundation we're all working together to get bradley's house up and and built and i know a lot of people ask constantly well where's it going to be when's it going to happen uh trust me the the foundation wants to know all of those answers as well (laughs) I know COVID's kind of sidetracked everything. It was like just as the momentum was picking up, the world kind of stopped. Uh, but the foundation didn't stop. And the, the little things that the foundation could do during those times didn't stop. Things like the day of giving and pin sales and things like that. And Kelly, everybody asks all the time kind of where are we at? How, how do we get Bradley's house built? What is the ultimate goal and how close to it are we? Excellent question. So when we first started this, we honestly, I thought it would, it would happen a lot sooner, but you know, I'm totally okay with it because along this journey, I've learned so much and I've seen so much and uh, it's given me a whole new appreciation for what we're doing and why we're doing it. But um, so our, our budget to open and operate for the first year, assuming that there's no revenue generated whatsoever, that everybody who comes through our doors has no means of support. And, you know, if we just, if everything had to, to come from from revenue that has been generated through the foundation, we would need about $750,000. And so right now we are at about a hundred, almost 175,000. So we, we started about four years ago in July of 2017 and um, really had no idea what we were going to do. I mean, it was just sort of a, Hey, we feel like this is something that, that needs to happen that isn't available already and we have a passion for it and might you know be able to have some connections or some name recognition or something so let's just let's just start this and see what we can do and that really was that was it i mean it was you know there's there's no big hey i've got this great experience or whatever it was just we feel like this is something we can do and so we have a responsibility to do it so we started with without any real you know idea of how we were going to make it happen and it's just organically developed over the last almost four years into this wonderful beautiful thing that so many people are a part of whether it's because they've purchased some merchandise or like you mentioned they've you know sponsored the podcast or come to a show or all these different things or even just made a donation like there's just so many ways that people have come together and and it really reinforces to me that this is a group effort. Like this is not something that we could do on our own. You know, I mean, the, the, the sublime money does not come to the Noel family. So, so my father and I are just, just doing this and, and giving of our time and our energies and any, you know, potential connections or name recognition that we might have to make this happen. And, um, at, all in Brad's memory, of course, and, and to honor him, but also to, to help people who, who are struggling in a unique situation. Because I do think that, that struggling with addiction as a musician or any type of an artist really does present some unique challenges. And so if we can help those people, uh, I just feel like it's, it's a small niche and it, it might just be a, a drop in the bucket, but at least it's something, you know, it's, it's the same reason why we, throw our cans into a recycle bin you know do i think that's going to save the world no but at least it's one little thing that i can do and so that's that's just kind of how we see this this is just something that 
that we can do. And, and if we can, you know, pull together all the resources and make it happen, then, um, to me, that's super exciting. And, and really in the spirit of, of Sublime and, and Brad and, you know, they were very grassroots selling albums out of their trunk. And, you know, so it was never, they weren't this boy band that was, you know, created overnight. They were just, just some guys that, that wanted to play music and made it happen. And so I love the fact that we're really doing it in the same spirit as well. Um, but you know, that also means that we're sort of at the mercy of, of, you know, the people that, that want to give or want to be a part of it. Um, but for, for me personally, it's been incredibly gratifying to see how many people do want to be a part of it and, um, and do want to play a role, however big or small. So, um, it's been very, very humbling and very healing for me also. So, really yeah, it, it, it's, it's amazing the outpouring of people and you see it growing more. It's that, that snowball effect. And, um, I think that you touched on something that is important for people to understand and it's nothing to do with anything other than how the record business is and was, uh, but that name sublime does make money, but there are a lot of people that have to make money off of that name. And as it sits right now, the majority of those people aren't the people that are, are working on that board and the Noel family foundations, people from all different types of walks of life. So the money that is, has raised has genuinely been raised and earned through the foundation working mm-hmm. and selling merchandise and going through uh, all the different things that you've done. And, uh, you know, obviously in, in time, the goal, for for the Noel Family Foundation is to have um, anyone and everyone on board that that can help out. Uh, but right now, you guys have an awesome team, and um, I think it's important for everybody to understand uh, how hard everybody has worked to start from, like you said, an idea uh, amongst some people that said, hey, this is something that we should really do. Uh, it took an idea to you know, $175,000 towards a goal to do something that's gonna have a lifetime of impact. That's amazing. Absolutely. And what's been really exciting for me is these opportunities that pop up from places that I could have never predicted. You know, Two years ago, I could have never predicted that we would have an album out of sublime covers. And, you know, it's just, it's just somebody having an idea and saying, Hey, this is something I can do. Is it okay if I do this for you? And, you know, that's really how the house that Bradley built came about was Paul Milbury from law records just approached me and saying, Hey, we can do this and donate the proceeds to the foundation. What do you think? And, you know, it's just, it's all these little, like I could have never done that. I could have absolutely never uh, created an album like that. And, and Paul and everyone at law records just threw so much of their time and talents into it and came up with this incredibly wonderful thing that, you know, will outlive us all just this collection of great covers and, and this tribute to the band and to Brad and, um, you know, all these wonderful things that have happened because of it. And I feel very, very blessed to be a part of it. An amazing record, and if you guys have listened to any of the previous 20 episodes, you've heard this incredible compilation get brought up. It is available at law-records.com, the house that Bradley built. You can also catch it on our YouTube page, Bradley's House. I know Law Records has a YouTube page, and they have a bunch of the songs listed. Uh, This is just another way that you guys can uh, be a part of the foundation and help get closer to having Bradley's House built. And you also get this badass collection of over 50 songs. Uh, So the house that Bradley built has been something that's been a huge part of this. Now, Kelly, I know we've talked a little bit about it in pieces in the past, and I know you've mentioned it in other interviews, but for our listeners right now, and you don't have to get crazy in depth, but just give a small insight on what the vision of Bradley's house is going to be like. Well, the initial idea that we started with was just to help people in the music industry who are struggling with addiction. And that sort of grew into this idea of having a a treatment facility where we could help people free of charge. And that's where we sort of came up with the, the idea for Bradley's house. And so it will be a six bed treatment facility with a 
a one-week medical detox in a medical facility, and then a 90-day treatment program in the house, and then a transition into sober living and, and continued participation and giving back and paying it forward and, you know, creating a community of musicians that can support each other and encourage their sobriety and at the same time still, you know, promote the, the music, but also be able to, you know, give people that are struggling with addiction um, a chance, you know, and, and so that was sort of the, the start of it all. But honestly, as we've gone, it, it's gotten bigger, like my vision for it has gotten a lot larger. And the first step is going to be opening Bradley's house. But I really hope that we can go beyond that and have a Bradley's house, you know, all across the country and in every state and, you know, be able to serve, uh, have, have facilities for men and for women. And, um, you know, just, I really feel like there's such a need and it's such a, a population that a lot of times doesn't get the help that they need because they're struggling financially, you know, trying to get their music career off, off the ground, or they're, um, you know, they feel like they're ashamed and they don't want it to hurt their career, or they feel like there's no hope or like so many reasons why, why people specifically in the music industry struggle. And as a, as a fan, I think we all have a responsibility to, to help those people. You know, a lot of times we look at the, the people who, that have made tons of money in the music industry and we're like, oh, they're so lucky. It's so great. But for every single person that's been hugely successful in the music industry, there are thousands and tens of thousands of really talented people that, that never made it onto the radio or never made it onto your playlist because they struggle with addiction and they couldn't get the help that they need. So I think it's just, it's just one more way that we as human beings can help each other and say, you know, these are these, these artists that, that I love. And, and maybe it's an artist that we don't know yet. Maybe it's an artist we're all going to love in three to five years, but, but they need the help now or, or we may, may never even hear them. So I really feel like it's an opportunity to help people, uh, in, in that niche market. But, um, but you know, that's, that's where we can, make a difference. You know, if I wish that I could just help everybody all at once, but obviously that's unrealistic. So it's, we're just trying to find that one niche where we can make a difference. And, and it makes me so thrilled to know that, that there's so many other people that feel the same way so that we're doing it all together. Cause I certainly could never make this happen on my own. My dad could never make it happen on his own. Even our board could never make it happen on their own. It requires help from everybody. And it always will because it's, you know, we're a nonprofit and we offer the services free of charge. And so we're always going to need, need funding and, and need people who feel so strongly and passionately about music that they want to help the people that create it. And there's, there's such a need for it. And again, like you said, I, I know you guys would like to be able to help everybody, but starting somewhere is starting somewhere. And exactly. you guys are obviously in a, a, a genre and a, and a niche that, you know, is close to your heart. But mm-hmm. a lot of times you hear people and they'll say, Oh gosh, you know, another, another recovery facility, another rehab facility. Well, just last week in the news, I don't know if you saw the story about football player Colt Brennan. Um, Colt Brennan was, he went to the University of Hawaii. At one point he, and he still may be, to be honest with you, uh, but he was the all-time leading uh, touchdown he threw more touchdowns than any quarterback in the history of college football. He wow. didn't make it. Yeah. He didn't make it in the pros, but he had a absolute legendary career at the university of Hawaii. Uh, and on Tuesday night, his dad took him to a rehab facility in Huntington beach that had no beds open. And uh, he went to the, to the local hospital, the emergency room, I guess, which mm-hmm. is where they were, they were waiting. And uh, Wednesday morning they found him dead. And, um, oh, yeah. no. so literally hours, oh. it was hours away, uh, but no beds were open and he, you know, still had access to whatever he had access to and whatever the situation was. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he died the, the next day after not being able to be admitted because there wasn't a bed available. That so heartbreaking. Yeah. So, uh, just to think that, you know, 
there's another place that's coming in that, that can help and that can be of service and that's going to do it the right way. Uh, I think that's, that's an amazing thing and something that the world obviously needs. So for anybody who's thinking that they could just hear that story right there and know that was, you know, that was how close he, he could have been. And, uh, yeah. And he was a young man. He, he has to be, he has to be my age, maybe younger. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it's, it's absolutely amazing that you guys have seen that and had that vision. And that's, you know, I just wanted all of the listeners to kind of have an idea of, of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Because a lot of times they hear us, we're just having a good time, right? We've got a, mm. a guest on that either you knew or you didn't know, and they hear us laughing and we're joking. And yes, obviously the point of this podcast for you, the listener, is to be entertained and hopefully maybe informed and, and learn something and gain some knowledge. I know I've learned a shitload on this mm. podcast from all of our different guests, but the ultimate goal goal is to help the Noel Family Foundation get Bradley's house open. And that's what we're doing. We're spreading the word uh, about the foundation and we're spreading the word uh, from stories from folks that uh, will be in situations like those that'll be in the foundation and people that'll be helping at Bradley's house. And that is why this podcast was started. That's why we do it each week. And I know you hear us briefly talk about it and it just kind of sounds like a commercial, like, Hey, go buy some swag, get some t-shirts and <laughs> get some, yeah. but that is literally how the foundation is getting closer to being able to put this house up. And I say it all the time from a, I'm just a fan. That's all I am. I'm a fan who gets to come on here and, and have a good time and, and help spread this word. But as a fan, knowing that when I'm sharing the show and I'm uh, buying a hat or a t-shirt or whatever it may be, that I am taking part. I have my own little piece. And when that house is built, I'll be able to take a little bit of ownership in that. I'll be able to say, see that little tiny corner brick right there on the left, that little end of the brick. I probably helped put that there. That, that was probably me. Um, and I think that as a, as a sublime fan, that is something that is, that is so cool. So for all of you guys that are listening and you're enjoying the show and you're, you're doing everything that you can, we thank you so much. Um, but realistically, every little bit helps. And so whether it's sharing the show and letting someone else know about it so they can hear this message and uh, get something from the show. And then in return, you know, we have some ways that you guys can show your support. Uh, you can show your support at the org. There's really some awesome merch on there. And the cool thing about this is that purchasing that merch is just like making a donation. So you get yourself an awesome hat or a hoodie or a pair of socks, t-shirts, all sorts of neat merchandise on there. And every single penny of it goes directly to the Noel Family Foundation. Guys, order a lot of it. They've got a <laughs> professional packing team. They've got a <laughs> warehouse facility with a huge no. row of people that are packaging these things up and sending them out on no. big freight line. Is no. that that's not that's not right, Kelly? No. no, it's me and Brindy Pepper, who's one of our loyal board members who has put in so much work to make this foundation happen over the years. And she and I get together and sometimes my kids help and we pack merch orders at my kitchen table. <laughs> That's our big fancy merchandise. But you know, one thing I was thinking about when you were talking about that is that if there are millions of Sublime fans and if, if only 1 million of them each gave $1 a year, we could open and operate Bradley's house indefinitely. Now, obviously we're not, we're not at that point where we're reaching a million people, but if anybody ever feels like, you know, I don't know if my $5 donation really makes a difference or if my hundred dollar donation makes a difference, it does because you're making up for all those people that we haven't reached yet, you know? So it's, it's just all that little stuff adds up and it does make a huge difference. And I really hope that everybody who, buys a piece of merch or donates some money or shares the post or whatever. I really hope they do feel like they're a part of it because they truly are. And I wish I knew more ways to, to express that to people, how this is not, this is not something that we're doing and, you know, we'll let you help out. It's like, 
we are doing this with you. We're doing this together. We're all, we're all making this happen. And it really is, is a group effort. And, and one thing that I really hope we do too is to help people understand a little bit more about addiction, because I do think there's so much misunderstanding, especially from people who don't struggle with it. They feel like, well, you know, it's a choice. That person is choosing to do that drug or um, choosing to take that drink. When in reality, people who struggle with the disease of addiction don't have a choice. And to be able to overcome that takes so much strength. And I think that's where a lot of the respect that I have for them comes from. And so I really, I hope that we see it in our lifetime where where people in general recognize the struggle of addiction. And, you know, if someone has, has cancer or diabetes or, you know, any other difficult disease, those of us who don't have that, we try as much as we can to empathize with them. We understand that they're going through a struggle. We, we, you know, we recognize that, but we can't fully appreciate the challenge because we're not going through it ourselves. And I do believe that it's the same way with addiction. And it's, it's unfortunately too easy to um, discount the struggle that someone's going through, but it's, it's just as difficult, if not more so, because you're having to overcome everything that your mind and your body is telling you. And uh, it's just, it's, it's such a huge thing. And so one thing that I realized, uh, especially since starting this podcast, is that we have the ability to really help influence the way that people think about it as well. So I, I hope that we're reaching people, not just within the music community, but extending beyond that too. And, you know, people in recovery or friends and family members of people in recovery to help to support them as well. So I really, I really see this as an opportunity to, to make differences in a lot of other areas too. And not just in the people directly that we help through the house. For sure. So you mean to tell me that if, John from Kentucky or Lisa from Long Island purchases a hat or a hoodie. It's getting packaged directly by you and sent to them. <laughs> yes, it is with my hot little hands. <laughs> Think about that, guys. Think about that. I'm just throwing it out there. So um, you want to jump in on this now before that big facility opens that I was telling you about the, the warehouse <laughs> right now, it is, it is hands on at the Noel yes. family foundation.org. And, uh, and of course, and you I, know, guys, I write a note uh, on each packing list too. It used to be a little bit more because, you know, when we first started and didn't have as many merch orders, every time we got an order, I was like, Oh my God an order inside right you know this little note on there and try to really personalize it and um now you know we we try to do to pack march orders once a week sometimes it goes two or three if things are really crazy but um so we'll have you know 50 to 100 orders to do in one evening or one morning or whatever it is that we're sitting down to do it so so i don't have the time to or the the hand strength, right? Um, as much as I used to for each one, but I do sign every single packing list. And it's not because I, I think there's anything special about me signing it. I just, I want people to understand that they're a part of it and that we recognize them and that we appreciate them and that they are just as, as big a part of what we're doing as we are. So, um, you know, we all have a part to play. And, uh, so yeah, so for as long as I can, I'm going to keep signing those packing lists. You are so modest. There's times where people post on social media and I don't even know what the fuck they bought because all they're <laughs> showing is the fact that they got a little personalized note from you and that is their, that's their favorite part of it. And there's always, and you've got such perfect penmanship and everybody <laughs> shares the little notes from you. And I think it's so, no, I, I just, it's, you know, people that don't realize how much work that actually goes into this. And from you and the entire board and the foundation, like you said, you got Brindy there from the board and she's helping you. And, um, you know, you guys are, are Lucy and Ethel packing away. 
the chocolates and um so i i know i think it's uh i think it's amazing that you that you do that and i think it's great that people um get to know that and, and understand what it means and, and how much work is being put into trying to get bradley's house open and that's why albums are being made and t-shirts are being sold and podcasts are being put out and uh and that's what we're doing here for you guys and, and that's how we got this thing going now now, Kelly, it would be crazy if we didn't take a second to talk about what else happened on that first phone call that we had. Because after I told you my idea for a podcast and how I thought it could help the foundation and how I thought it could be a great link to the fans and how much fun it would be, the next thing that you kind of asked was, well, okay, but what about actually getting a podcast out? I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it rather than just talking. And I said, mm-hmm. lucky for you, I come with somebody pretty special. And and that was uh, an understatement. That was definitely an understatement. Correct. And um, my uh, amazingly beautiful fiance and our producer, Anna, who works so hard to make sure that this show sounds good and it gets out and she puts in music and she eliminates a lot of stuff. Guys, you're missing all sorts of shit that I say that Kelly doesn't (laughs) let make into the podcast. Uh, Just to let. All right. So sometimes. Makes us all sound good. And. Um, we don't always give her like three weeks to, you know, put the show together and get it posted. Sometimes we do it right before it needs to be uploaded. And she's always so wonderful and so gracious. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because Anna is wonderful. And she is the, the unsung hero of this podcast for sure. Yeah, there's, there, there would be no show without her. And it's, it's funny because her and I, we actually met because of, of podcasting, which um, was one of my earlier shows that I did. And, you know, Kelly, the first time I pitched a podcast, um, I pitched it and I knew I killed it. I knew he was going to say yes. And he said, uh, he said, all right, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's, let's do a podcast. And I said, awesome. And then I hung up and I realized fuck, I don't know how to make a podcast. I've, I've downloaded a few and like, I didn't, I didn't really know that I was going to get this far. And, uh, so I, I had a buddy who was like, yeah, dude, I can watch a few YouTube videos and I'm sure we can make a podcast. And, uh, he actually did a, a halfway decent job. And then one day I got a message from this girl and she was like, Hey, you know, your podcast is really great. I I love it. I listen to every episode, you know, the sounds kind of shitty. And, um, (laughs) if you ever need some help with that, you know, I, I, you know, I went to school and I was, you know, I'm, I'm taught to do that. And I'm like, yeah, whatever lady, you know, leave me alone. We're not doing this. (laughs) Um, and now here we are, and she is my partner in, in all things podcast. And we have two amazing shows that would absolutely positively never be shows without her. So, uh, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Anna guys, there would be no Bradley's house for you guys to enjoy. Mm-hmm. There would be no YouTube page for you to go and find all of the stuff on. And, uh, so I, you know, it would be crazy for me not to take a second to, to thank her. Absolutely. She's done amazing things for this podcast. And I have to say, she's really an awesome human being, which makes me even happier because I feel like through this whole process, not only have we created a podcast, but I personally feel super fortunate that I have created amazing friendships with you and with Anna. You, yeah, yeah, I could take your leave it, but Anna, I really like. kidding right right it's okay because i feel the same way about me and anna in our relationship me i'm like hey you know i don't know i don't think it's that great but she's pretty she's pretty cool to to have around so so you're um, replaceable but she's not (laughs) for sure i tell i tell her all the time i'm like listen you know kelly and i can know the guests and we can you know listen in all fairness okay we did have a joined conference call that I did put together. I patched that call together. So I was very <laughs> all by yourself. Right. Yeah. I'm I was merging fucking call merge it. You're <laughs> damn right. Click it. Boom. We're merged. Are we all on the line here? Great. I set that up. Uh so I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was able to to make that happen. 
Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, she is, I tell her all the time that, you know, we would have no show without, I wouldn't even know the first thing to do. I like, I don't know if you just like go to youtube.com and start yelling at it, podcast. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I would never no. be able to get anything up. She, yeah. she knows all the technical stuff and uh, she, she great. She yes. The and, she, and the beauty. And she has all these incredible hidden talents that I keep discovering. Like I think about every, really on average, like once a month, I discover some like incredible talent that Anna has. Um, she's just fabulous. So you scored with that one. Yeah, she does all sorts of cool shit. She knows about all sorts of bugs and weird things. And like, it's, it's pretty interesting because she says all the time, she's like, you know, yeah, but I only know about useless things. And I'm like, yeah, but I only know about useless things, but we don't know about the same useless <laughs> things. So we're constantly filling each other in on complete bullshit. That means absolutely nothing. I'm like, you see the tire on that truck? They stopped making that tire in 2017 because the truck Redware, and she's like, "Yeah, actually, that bug right there. It's if you notice that." And I'm just like, "What the? F what are we doing here right now?" Um, but yeah, we, so we know all sorts of. But you know what? Like, on a, like a family feud or like a, some sort of game show of where oh, you yeah. need to know useless stuff. Rocket. Oh my god, we would kill it. Yeah. We would absolutely. And she's an incredibly talented it. musician and dancer and. She's brilliant, and I, I just I feel like we could make a whole episode <laughs> about Anna because I think we might be her biggest fans. Yes, I I know I know for a fact that we are. So, um, guys, that's how our that's kind of how our team shakes out here. Yeah. You wonder you wonder what the team looks like at at Bradley's house. It's it's the three of us. I think people would be interested to know too that. I've never even actually met you and Anna in person, and we're all in different corners of this continent. <laughs> so of, I'm in Southern California. You're in upstate New York. Is Buffalo upstate? I don't even know. I'm sorry. You're in Buffalo, New York. Well, technically, yes. Upstate, upstate New York is what you can call it, but it's technically Western New York if you're here. Okay. Um, okay. But upstate New York works for your side of the country. So you're in Buffalo, New York, and Anna is in Saskatchewan, Canada. My favorite thing was when we had Miguel on, and he created a song for Anna while we were waiting for everything to get going. Um, just off the cuff, this wonderful Elvis Costello-inspired song, Anna's in Canada, uh, that was that was a huge moment in our podcast history that I will always remember and cherish. One of my favorite moments. It happened episode two. Um, yeah, we peaked early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really did. We came we came hard with it. Really. Now the other thing <laughs> the other thing for you guys to all keep in mind is, um, and actually Kelly, you're not always as privy to this, although sometimes you get a taste of it too, but you will send into our group text, uh, okay, hey, we're all set for Wednesday at six. Okay, great. And then I immediately, side text from Anna. Okay, so is that eight my time, nine your time? Or does she mean six your time, which is three her time, which is really five my time? Or is it, uh, so yeah, the, yeah. the being all over the country slash uh, three different time zones always makes things very very interesting and uh yeah so it's it's always it's always a lot of fun to be able to do it that way we're super cosmopolitan right yeah we <laughs> well you want know what we just want to represent a little bit of everything so you, um, you know kelly i think you know we've just had so many different questions about the podcast where'd you guys come from how'd it start why'd you guys do it and uh you know so i thought that i would take a second and we would drop an episode here where we would catch everybody up on how we got to where we are why we're doing what we're doing where the foundation is in getting Bradley's house built so everybody can know exactly how much we need to step up so we can go ahead and get that house up and built and the foundation can cut the ribbon on that and start to help people. Because like you said, you know, we could, uh, you could literally be having your favorite musician in three years come through there, be able to get help saved and you'll be able to hear that song that maybe you and your future wife dance to at your wedding. And then you have future babies and probably divorced, but maybe not. I don't know. And, oh, and, and realistically, this is your way. If you need that to happen, you need to hop on the Knoll family foundation.org and buy a t 
t-shirt so you can help make sure that that happens. I mean, that's legit. That's legit. I know people might think that's a little far-fetched, but guys, I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. It can happen. It can happen. You know, I would be remiss if I also did not mention our wonderful board of directors. So if you wouldn't mind indulging me for a moment, I'd love to tell you who they are. So, of course, my dad is our chairman of the board. He is one of the absolute biggest heroes of my life. He is an amazing man. He has he has been through so much as any parent who has lost a child can attest. It is it is a devastating thing and and sadly most people don't recover from it, but he has taken that grief and been very very open with it and um and very very vulnerable and very generous with his grief, I think and and it for me it's helped me to understand a lot about how to deal with my own grief and how to to share that with other people so that we can all benefit from it. I just I learned so much from him. He's an amazing man and he was always so supportive of Brad and his music and helping Sublime and um and then after Brad passed away, he did so much to really make sure that a lot of that music got out. So um I can't say enough good things about my father. I feel really really fortunate to um to have him as my dad so he is our chairman of the board um also my stepmother janie is on the board and uh, she's just she's wonderful she's so great with people she gives up her time to um, several other charities as well she's just a wonderful warm very giving person uh, my nephew jacob brad's son is on the board and i i love the fact that we have um, someone who really represents so much of what we're all about he is an incredibly talented musician. He's a young and up and coming artist. He's in recovery. He, he just, he's so well-spoken and, um, has handled the, the pressure of, of being the son of a well-known person and a well-known musician. And yet he still has his own style and his own identity. And that is such a difficult thing to do. And I'm, I'm incredibly proud of him. I I could spend an entire episode talking about how wonderful he is, but he's just, he's an amazing man who has done uh, incredibly well under a lot of pressure that I think most of us would not have been able to handle. So I I have to give it up for him. Um, We also have Todd Zalkins on our board, who was the one who came up with the idea for Bradley's house and really made it happen. I mean, people, a lot of people talked about it over the years of, you know, let's do something, let's open a rehab, let's do something. But, but Todd is the one that made it happen. And I have so much respect for him for that. He works in the um, recovery industry. He does interventions, works with people when they're at, you know, families who are are really struggling and in a really difficult time in their life. And he comes in and, you know, when they're in crisis and, and tries to help and that takes so much out of him. I don't know how he does it, but uh, so we're super fortunate to have Todd on our board as well. And uh, as I mentioned, we have Brindy Pepper, who has experience in the music industry, and she's also just a wonder woman of a human being. Um, anytime I am at a loss for what to do, or I need help, or I just you know need to vent, I I go to Brindy, and so I, if nothing else ever happened out of all of this. I have gained a, a best friend and a sister in her, and I, I feel really, really fortunate for that. So, okay, I have to count on my fingers because we have 12 board members, and I feel like I'm going to forget somebody. So we did Dad and Janie and Jacob and Todd and Brindy. Okay, and then that brings us to uh, two brothers that we have on the board, Casey Sullivan and his brother Tyson Sullivan. Now, Casey is an incredible musician. He had a band called Seedless that so many of us here, especially locally, love and remember and um he also is the one who started burritos which is a tribute band that really got together initially just to to play a show and to donate the proceeds to the foundation and that was really what kicked off all of the hey you know we could do shows and we can do benefit shows and we can you know have merchandise and promote at other events and that all started from Casey saying, hey, what if I pull together some friends and we play some Sublime covers and donate all the proceeds to the foundation? And it was a sellout show. So 
Um, anyway, Casey, of course, is is a, a wonderful dear friend, and I've gotten to know his brother Tyson through all of this, who works in the recovery industry and is in recovery himself, and is just a cr- tremendous, powerful advocate for people. So we get lots of requests from people needing help, and obviously, without the house being open yet, um, we don't want to have to just say, eh, so sorry, you know, too bad. So, so we've been able to use the, the knowledge and the experience that Tyson has. And so I refer everybody to Tyson who's looking for help and he helps them with referrals and recommendations because as you know, Jared, there's a lot of people in this industry that, that are not in it for the right reasons. And so, um, I, I feel really fortunate that we can help steer and guide people to resources that uh, are worthwhile and that um, that are really in it for the right reasons. So Tyson is such a fabulous resource for that. And then um, you mentioned one of our, our guests on our show, Ken Denson, who we are so fortunate to have on our board. He is a tour manager and he has been a tour manager for a lot of great acts and, and currently works with a, um, a, a legacy band, Ario Speedwagon. And it's just... It's so perfect. Like he is just, he's an incredible human being. He's in recovery. He works in the music industry and yet he's super humble. Like you could be standing next to him and, and never even know and just think, Hey, here's this really nice, great guy and not realize that he has all these experiences. But, but I really do believe that's why he's had all those experiences because he's such a great, humble, um, relatable person. Um, and he's just, he really is one of my favorite people. And I love talking with him because he's so, um, just understated. <laughs> You'll be talking and all of a sudden be like, so when I was the tour manager for Gwen Stefani, <laughs> we're like, wait, what? <laughs> so he always has lots of great stories. Um, Wes Gear is another one of our awesome board members who he himself, a very accomplished musician, has, you know, toured with all different kinds of bands and also started his own nonprofit years ago called Rock to Recovery that I've been fortunate enough to have a personal experience with because uh, a family member was in recovery and, and rock to recovery goes into existing treatment programs and they bring a music program into that, uh, whether it's, you know, once a week, twice a week, whatever, but they come in and they, they help, um, the people in recovery to really express themselves through music, uh, whether it's writing songs or playing instruments or whatever. And it's so powerful. It really underscores how powerful music is, not just in recovery, but, but in general, you know, in, in, and helping us to process things and deal with things. Music is such a great tool for that. Um, so I, I feel really fortunate that we have West Gear on our board. And, um, and then when the whole thing came out with the house that Bradley built with the album, I was just so blown away with the, the integrity that, that Paul Milbury and, and Yasad Williams both showed through that whole process. Um, you know, there were a lot of hurdles that we had to overcome to make that album happen. And I say we, but really it was them. I mean, they just, they handled it all beautifully. And, and to me, we're such a beautiful example of, of what you want to see in the music industry. You know, from the outside looking in, we all think that everybody, you know, must be one big happy family and everyone's all in it to, to help other people. But sadly, that's not always the case. Uh, but I do know. 100% without a doubt, but that is the case with uh, Law Records. And um, Yasad Williams, of course, the drummer for Pepper, he's incredibly talented. He knows everybody. He's just one of those people that everybody loves to be around. And so he's a connector. He knows people from all different walks of life because he's just a great guy who happens to be an incredibly talented drummer with this awesome band. And um, so I feel really fortunate to have him on the board as well. So so I believe that rounds out our 12. We have my dad, Janie, Jacob, Todd, Brindy, Ken, Wes, Casey, Tyson, Paul, Yasad, and me. There you go. That's our 12 board members. So none of us are, are doing this because we, you know, because we think that we're all that great. We're really all, every time we get together for a board meeting, we're all like, how can we make this happen? What can we do? How can we encourage people to be a part of it? How can we, you know, add value, create a benefit? Um, and it's a lot of work. It really is. And, and all the board members, of course, they serve, 
um, completely on a volunteer basis. And so, you know, they're all very busy people, very talented people, and they don't have to do this, but they do it because of their, their, uh, conviction that it's the right thing to do, their desire to help people who are in recovery, their, you know, desire to honor Brad's memory and, and because Sublime has meant something to them. And so they're very, very passionate about what they do. And for me, it's, it's really a privilege to be able to be a part of this passionate group of people. But I think it's important for people to know that the people that are making these decisions to, you know, for steering the foundation and, and where it's going to go and how we're going to get there, they're all people that are in the trenches every day and that understand it. They're people in recovery. They're people in the music industry. They're moms and dads and brothers and sisters. And, and they're just, they're everyday people. And so Again, that's just one other aspect where we're all just doing what we can to make it happen. So, you know, whether someone's a board member or whether they make a $5 donation, we're all a part of making this happen. A hundred percent. And, you know, they say if it takes a village, man, what a village you guys have right there. Uh, You guys have a, a pretty awesome lineup. And most of those names that you heard are in our archives. We've had them Mm -hmm. on the show for either as a guest or to come on and just chat with us. Tyson shared some amazing information about where to find some help. Uh, So guys, visit those archives, check out some of the past episodes. It's not all about recovery all the time. We have some amazing sublime episodes in the archives. We've got some stories that are just uh, some great recovery stories though, that even if you think, you know what, recovery is not my thing. I don't know anybody that went through it. It doesn't affect me. These are amazing stories, just very inspirational stories. So you can check all of those out in the archives. Kelly, please tell me you saw the picture that Todd shared on Facebook today. Which picture? Uh, a picture of him and a young man who met yep, him saw it. <laughs> and was very excited about, about meeting. meeting the rapist from the date yes. rape video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured that's and, what he was talking about. And the best part is, is met the rapist from the date rape video. He was a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I want to yeah. meet the guy that made that post. He seems very cool. I just love the, the genuine enthusiasm and excitement about it. Like I met rapist is awesome that's a great post yeah Yeah. well you know what but in all fairness because todd understands that it's it's a give and take there's an there's an ebb and flow and Mm -hmm. he was the rapist but he also was raped in that so it goes it it goes it goes both ways he took he took a taste of his own medicine so Mm -hmm. and he was a real a real sport for that and not to make light obviously of raping or being raped, but I do think it's important, you know, to just to be able to talk about these things. And that's one thing that I, I've always loved about that song, Date Rape, is that it it just sort of normalizes, you know, uh, way before the Me Too movement, Brad and Sublime were singing about, about the perils of date rape. And, you know, I, I think it's a really important part of just getting the conversation out. You know, the more we can talk about those things, the easier it becomes to to combat them and to to help people who've been a victim of it and to be more understanding of you know the whole situation and all that so um i don't know i just want to throw that in there we're not making light of it but it, i i do love the fact that we're normalizing it just like we're normalizing talk about addiction because these things happen and i think it's important to say and i know you're always trying to keep things light and i probably make it too heavy but um but yes that was a funny post sorry to bring it back to what your original intent was there sorry to get all intense but um yeah that was that was a great post i think i think it was a great disclaimer and we would definitely i would not make light of the pound me too absolutely Um, i'm always worried that people are going to be offended They probably are, but you know what? You can't, you can't help everybody. I know. There's There's a lot of times in our interviews that I'm like, oh my gosh, should we really be saying those things? But you know, I, I never, I don't think I've ever asked to edit anything out of our shows because I I love that it's just real and raw, you know, I could, I could tell you a few things off air that I had to edit out that you told me. Um, And, you know, Kelly, we're doing what the kids call uh, keeping it 100. 
on this on this show. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's still a thing. I don't know if they're still saying that. I, I feel like it probably um, isn't, but maybe. Fuck, you know what? <laughs> I was just getting ready to start working that 100 emoji into my rotation. I've been holding off on it. And I was just thinking to myself, you know what? It's time. People are going to send me something and I'm just going to send back, honey. Yeah. You know, I use it. So it probably isn't what the kids are using anymore by the time it gets to, you know, me. But um, I'll ask my 18 year old when he gets home if that's a thing because he's the one who I learn all of my hip uh definitions from obviously not because he just fucking said <laughs> hip okay so let's just yeah i'm not <laughs> you know what roll credits that's it um we're not I, really going anywhere with this anymore are we <laughs> no no this is we've we've na- we've nailed this one so um I've, I've actually, I've had a lot of fun and I think this has been a, a really cool uh, update because again, the show's been picking up a lot of steam, a lot of popularity. Yes. I know there's a lot of people that are just catching on and, you know, sometimes you get busy. You don't get an opportunity to dive back and listen to the previous 15, 16, 18 episodes, whatever it is. So, uh, this is a little recap of why we're here, what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish. And there are some amazing episodes that if you guys haven't heard them, jump in there. Uh, I personally, that two part Marshall Goodman, uh, episode is, is one of my favorites. Uh, but of course I, I do believe that my, my favorite episode maybe of any podcast that I've ever done was having the honor on episode one to, to share the debut of this show with, with your dad, um, was really just something that I will never forget for, for my entire life. Absolutely. That was super special. And I, I like that it underscores that, you know, we are truly a family too. Uh, speaking of which, my my youngest son did just walk in, who I was just mentioning. So I can ask him just now, Do is it hip to use the 100 emoji? Like, no, he, I can tell by the look he's giving me. I told you, if once I'm using it, it's no longer. It's well, no you longer said working. hip. Right off the bat, you turned him cold. <laughs> is it wrong to say hip? Yeah, you he's said, nodding. <laughs> yeah, you said hip right Damn off the it. bat. You blew it. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, well. You see, should see I don't know because my kids humor me all the time. They're they're good, though. See, you know what? You have good kids because my, my, my eight-year-old looked at me the other day and went, why do you look so old? <laughs> oh, my God. I went, what, what, why do, what looks, what, what <laughs> looks old? You, you want to know why? Because of you, you little douchebag. That's why <laughs> you and your two brothers are breaking down. My, I used to be a fun, energetic, good looking, enjoyable kid with money in my pocket. And then you three came along and sucked all the joy and money and everything good out of my life. What do you want from McDonald's? <laughs> Jared, we're going to have to cut this part out. <laughs> oh, Oh, is this one of those? Is this one of those parts that you? It might be, uh, yeah, yeah. It might be. <laughs> Whew, you know what? It's it's therapeutic for me. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> glad we no, can I'll help. T- I'll tell you, there's a, there's a few things that don't that don't lie, Kelly, and it's uh, it's kids in yoga pants. You can't. <laughs> they are they are gonna tell the truth 100 <laughs> times out of 100, and. And that's but they won't just, use the hundred emoji because that's not hip. <laughs> well, what are the kids saying nowadays, guys? Well, it, I, we, we didn't get into that. I he left the room, so now we'll never know. <laughs> well, you're damn right he left the room because you said hip. I would have gotten the hell out of there too. <laughs> next, next thing you know, you're going to be putting on Offspring albums. <laughs> He is smart enough. He got the hell out of there. Yeah, he's a smart kid. <laughs> Guys, you've heard us talk a lot about all of the cool merch. It's all available at the org. You can also follow the Noel Family Foundation on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the hip social media platforms. <laughs> uh, you can find updates and things that are going on within the foundation. And there's different pin drops and giveaways and all sorts of neat information that gets shared on there. Of course, you can make donations through Cash App and Venmo. Kelly, what are they again? On Cash App, we're Noel Family. And on Venmo, we are Noel Foundation. Guys, a buck, two bucks, 
every little bit helps to get that much closer to having Bradley's house up and built. Of course, our friends over at law-records.com, they've got that House That Bradley Built album and a bunch of other really cool music, too, while you're over there. Check out Absolutely. some of the artists. Uh, if you guys are listening to this podcast, you probably like a few Law Records artists, I can mm-hmm. assure you. Uh, so check out what they have going on there. Huge supporters, as Kelly said, uh, of the foundation. And uh, We had them on this show. You want to hear how that album came about and some cool stories from that? Look up the episode with uh, Paul and Yassad. Certainly don't want to miss that one. Guys, we can't yeah, I had so much fun with that one. Uh, and we just can't thank you guys enough for your downloads, your shares, your comments. If there's anything that you guys want to hear about, we are always open. You can find us, like I said, on social media. You can also email us at Bradley's House Podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email any questions, comments, concerns. And uh, just keep sticking here with us, guys. We're having a lot of fun doing this for you. And uh, together, we're all getting that much closer to having Bradley's house open. And I think that's something that we're all looking forward to. Right, Kelly? Absolutely. And I I really hope that as this podcast continues to grow and develop, that it it becomes a, you know, a very group effort. I do want to hear from people as to what, you know, what, what guests they want to see on the show, what questions they want asked, what things they want to know um issues they want us to address so that you know we're really we're really creating the show that people want to hear and also um you know as you mentioned the whole purpose of doing this podcast is to raise money for the foundation and we do that not only through you know getting the word out and people listening and and learning about the foundation but also through our sponsors and so just by listening to the podcast people are helping because the more listeners we have the the more people are interested in sponsoring the show and if anybody out there is listening and they have a business and they want to become a sponsor definitely send us an email at bradley's house podcast at gmail.com and and let us know we'd love to have you as a sponsor so again that there's just there's so many ways that that people can help out and i think the 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 most beautiful thing is when everybody just does what they can do or does what what comes easy for them or what they have a gift for or what they, you know, we just all pull together our gifts and our talents and our resources and our abilities. And that's what makes it happen. And, um, and that's what makes me very excited. Absolutely. Kelly, you keep lining up great guests for us. I'll make sure to save really cheesy dick jokes for each episode (laughs) and we will make sure that we get this thing cranked out and continue to have a lot of fun guys. Thank you so much. Make sure you follow us on all the social media platforms until next week. I am Jared or she is Kelly. Noel. we're out of time. You don't have to go home, but it's time to leave Bradley's house. And as in Canada, and is in Canada, so that's our Ramones. She don't want to be there, and it's not really fair. She's going to come over, put it fair. And as in Canada, that was Costello. And is in Canada, she don't want to be there. She says it's getting kind of old and cold up there. But in the time she tries to come back. Day chatter, she'll have to wait. And then she's always gotta fill out a form with an unspecific return days in Canada. And it's in Canada. <laughs>